Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore. Yes, hello and welcome to all our West Australian football fans to another edition of Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. And we've got a great show coming your way. We're going to preview the WA Day round, a huge long weekend of footy. And in just a moment, we'll have Claremont star Jai Bolton joining us on the show. Paul Persick with you in the Backchat studios. It's a great pleasure to have your company. And I welcome back the great Taylor Cowper, TC. Welcome back, mate. A huge show coming up. Massive show. Looking forward to having a chat with Jai. Obviously, a superstar in the Waffle competition. But uh, I know it's been talked about on the Waffle this weekend. This is a massive round of footy, probably one of the biggest we've had for a while. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The Mm. WA Day round eight, one game on Saturday, two on Sunday, and, of course, the two derbies. Let's go right off the bat. The superstar of the WAFL from the Claremont Football Club has been good enough to join us, Jai Bolton. Hello, Jai. Welcome along. Hey, lads. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on the show, Jai. Huge game coming up against Perth on Saturday, but first we'll talk about one of your teammates, Jack Buller, who got picked up in last night's mid-season draft by the Sydney Swans. Yeah, it was great uh, to see him get reward for how much effort he's put in and uh, transform uh, sort of the way that he goes about his footy. And um, Yeah, we're just stoked for him. So uh, it was pretty funny. We found out that they pre-record the draft and um, we were all sitting around because the coach was trying to get us out in the track last night and hoping that he went at pick number six. And uh, unfortunately, we, we didn't get told that it was going to be the second pick they were using. So uh, it was a bit of a stitch up. We thought that maybe he was getting pranked and he wasn't getting taken. But luckily, uh, he, he got the got the chockies at pick 15. Yeah, it's fantastic for him. I know, uh, well, to be picked anywhere in the AFL is pretty good, but uh, some were expecting him to go a bit higher. But just um, what, what do you reckon he'll be like in the AFL system? I think he's got a lot of upside, a lot of scope um, going into a full-time environment where you're not having to worry about you know, your job outside of footy. And uh, I think he, he was doing, uh, he was working for Rottnest Express, so not having to come to training after being exhausted pulling bikes on and off the off the ferry all day. And yeah, exactly right. So um, I think that there'll be a lot of upside. Plus, he, he's got a lot of learning to do as well. So. I think, yeah, going into the environment, working with coaches closely, working off, uh, you know, being able to pick Buddy's brain um, will just uh, do him wonders. Well, we wish him all the best, Jack Buller, going to the Sydney Swans. Now let's uh, shift focus back to the Claremont side, uh, Jai. Of course, a big game coming up on Saturday at Lathlane against Perth, needing to bounce back after the loss to East Fremantle. Uh, your side, despite uh, with Jack Buller going uh, to the Sydney Swans, still a very strong side, second or uh, th- third, I should say, on the ladder. Should be a win this one, but uh, Perth have been very competitive. Yeah, I don't know if we'll say it should be a win. We're, we're, um, we're very happy with how he went about it, even though East Rio uh, played really well. We were uh, disappointed. Uh, so we're looking to bounce back this week and yeah, definitely going in with uh, plenty of respect for, for what Perth's doing and uh, how they've uh, got some momentum at the moment and after knocking off South Rio last week. Uh, so we'll put a fair bit of work into them and uh, try and make sure that we understand how, how they've been successful over the last uh, last few weeks and 
uh, try and arrest some of that momentum and, and uh, get a win. Just intrigued, uh, Jai, in terms of the life of a waffle football player, because you did mention that Perth played a great game of footy last week, and I was actually there watching that South Fremantle game, and they were they were very good, and, and to get up, especially at South Fremantle, at Fremantle Oval was a great effort to them. Just in terms of a part-time football player, a contracted player, do you guys watch much vision of their game that they played last weekend heading into this game? Well, luckily, we've uh, got a very uh, dedicated coach, uh, Ash at Prescott. He puts in a lot of uh, work and gets us a lot of a lot of vision and insight into our opposition each week. He spends hours uh, cutting up vision on on huddle and, and sending it out to uh, all of us to watch through the week. We probably get uh, close to twenty emails, I reckon, a week oh, wow. of uh, different wow. vision from uh, from from different clubs or whoever our opponent is going to be that week. And uh, and some player insights as well. So we're lucky that the, I suppose the the league is uh, ten teams, not not twenty like uh, the VFL <laughs> is. And you can you can kind of uh, have a the um, good memory of, of players that you come up against, um, and sort of put that in the bank and and know what a club is sort of all about. And uh, but yeah, it's great to accentuate it with uh, and- the work that Ash puts in. On that as well, like if you have a game on a Saturday afternoon, would you head to one of the derbies on Monday just to get a bit of an insight on how those teams are travelling as well or you just watch it during the week at some point? Yeah, it uh, depends, I suppose. I think it'd be more likely if we were playing in the following week yep. uh, or if we hadn't played them um, recently. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's some guys who would, there's some guys who wouldn't. We, we kind of leave it up to the up to the individual Um and how they, we put the trust in them in, in terms of how they want to prepare. Yeah. Uh, some like to get away from footy and, and have a bit of a break and take that day as a break. So, uh, yeah, just, we just leave it up to the individual. Fantastic stuff, Joy. Well, we wish you all the best uh, and your team on Saturday against Perth up at Lath Lane. A huge game. Thanks very much for your time, Joy. We really appreciate it. Cheers, guys, and congrats on the show. Uh, sounds like it's going really well. Thanks, Jai. Really appreciate it. Jai Bolton, superstar yeah. of the WAFL at the Claremont Football Club. That is going to be a big game for mm. the Tigers because even though they've been able to get some wins on the board, really their, their four-quarter game is what worries me at the moment, you know, because especially against uh, the likes of East Perth and Swan Districts, mm. they got back into it only in the second half. So will that be a problem again? Well, and I know that you and Skate spoke about it on Tuesday, but I was at the Perth South Fremantle game and watched that final quarter there and, and I thought South Fremantle had it in the last five minutes of the game and Perth just found a way to get back in it Where whereas two or three years ago in the last two or three year period they would have lost that they just would have not have known how to how to compose themselves in the late moments of the game they managed to kick a goal and get in front but um, yeah so this this could be an interesting game for Claremont certainly will be you're listening to Around the Waffle the official podcast of the WAFL <laughs> And let's go to the round previews. Uh, another factor into the first game on Saturday at Mineral Resources Park, Perth and Claremont. I'll be on the call for this one on the AFL app. Uh, this one is going to be very interesting to, considering that both teams will now have one of their most viable forwards in the competition out. Of course, both via the mid-season draft. Yeah. Jack Buller of Claremont and Jaden Hunter of Perth who kicked that five-goal match-winning performance. Just who's going to lift? Who's going to step up to the plate up forward for both these teams on Saturday? Yeah, that will be one of the main talking points of this game. How do you, how do you think that's going to play well, out? Well, for Perth, they, they, they're going to find it tough, I reckon, because they've been shifting a lot of players around in that forward line. I mean, we spoke about the likes of Jaden Hunter. He kicked five goals, but he 
in my own opinion, has been one of their only viable forwards as far as avenues to goal. Sure. That's been wiped out now because of the mid-season draft. Having said that, there are a couple of good players that can deliver to that forward line and maybe shift further up the ground and kick those vital goals. Charlie Thompson, he's been terrific. Jack Avery yeah. as well. And also a couple of other players that I reckon can live up to that uh, billing. Uh, Michael Sinclair, uh, he, he had a quiet one against South Fremantle. But also Oscar Bird, I reckon he's going to be the one to step up for Perth. Sure. And and from the Claremont side of things, there's a lot of really great midfielders who can sneak forward and kick a goal. And they deliver the ball so well into their forward 50 Claremont. Claremont do so those players can just push into the forward a little bit more and hopefully get a couple of goals I'm not that concerned for Claremont I think it will be a really tight game it is at Lathlane Oval it is always tough there uh, for any away side and I know Perth have been struggling a little bit of late in the last couple of seasons of the last decade really let's be honest yeah. but um, you know it, it, you've got to be careful especially when you lose players like that I think this game is going to be a cracker on Saturday afternoon should be a beauty um, can't wait Oh, I th- yeah, and you're calling it, did you yeah, say? Yeah, calling it on the AFL app. Yeah, Should you be a did ripper. a great job uh, for the East Fremantle game, by the way, the uh, East Fremantle and Claremont game. So you've got good form heading into this one as well, Paul. <laughs> uh, but I reckon Claremont are just going to be too good in this one. I just think, you know, they sit third on the ladder at the moment. Perth, are, they are starting to get really good form of footy there. I watched them play, like I mentioned, on, on Saturday afternoon. They just had mature heads there that just knew how to get the game won at the end. But can they do it again against a side that will be absolutely spewing after that loss to East Fremantle? And especially now that Bailey Rogers, you know, we mentioned him as an an X-factor of the team. He's still missing. That's Mm. the problem. So uh, that's going to still leave a big hole in their midfield. And that was exposed in that last quarter when they got the delivery, but they just couldn't uh, convert inside their 50. I'm going to say, Clement, I did say to Jai Bolton, Mm. should be a win against Perth, but... Like I said, not with conviction. I mean, Claremont's form, if, even though they got the wins on the board, still a bit up and down. If Claremont, oh, sorry, if Perth are in the game in the last quarter, I think there is a chance they can win, but I think Claremont will be too good in this one. Will be a cracker yeah. on Saturday. Now we go to the Sunday games. Uh, first of all, at 1.40, it's Steel Blue Oval, Swan Districts and the West Coast Eagles. You, you pencil Swan Districts in for a win, but, you know, when the game is close, the Swans still find those ways to wobble themselves out of the game. I mean, they've lost five times now by less than 10 points. You're trying to find a way to talk West Coast into this game a little bit, aren't you? No, (laughs) not at all. I'm I'm just stating the facts. Swans just can't catch a break this season. No, they can't. They've struggled, and we've spoken about it plenty on this show where they've lost the, the, the few games on the trot at home as well. Insane that, though, against pretty good competition as well. And I know South, South Fremantle, we'll talk about them a little bit later, but they're sitting eight. They started two games back, and, you know, they should have won against Perth last weekend as well. Um, I think Swan Districts, they've only won the one game this season. Go back to lead, uh, to Steel Blue Oval, sorry, and I think they're going to get the job done pretty convincingly. They, have to, they yeah. have to win. If they don't crush the West Coast Eagles, to be frank, then th- there's going to be more problems if, for the Swans. Let me say this. If they lose to West Coast... We do a show dedicated to Swan Districts next week where we just dissect their whole team. And that's how confident I am that it's not going to happen, but I reckon that's what we probably do. You are confident, man. I like the confidence, man. Especially when, you know, you've you've got so many great players, so many uh, tremendous contributors for the Swans, and all they've mustered this season is one win with the side that they've got under the new coach, Andrew Prune. It blows me away. But they they should win this one against West Coast easily. On a side note to this one, can... Look at look at the rest of the teams in the competition. Can West Coast at any stage this year beat any of those teams? It's an unknown. 
It's it's a real is unknown. Is it an unknown? But well, then again, look at last season. Even though they got one win, it was one that no one saw coming. And yeah, it was largely due to South Fremantle yeah. having their players uh, ill or injured, pulling out. And you had Nick Natanui come back and a couple of other AFL stars. So you never know. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say West Coast are not going to win a game all season. I don't blame you for saying that, <laughs> given given what uh, given the injuries and yeah. uh, all the chaos that is mm. going on on and off the field at the Eagles. So Swans, I reckon, will both agree will be yeah. an easy win for them over there. Now, this one hopefully will be a little bit more closer. The second game on Sunday at 2.10 at Lane Group Stadium. It is Peel Thunder, the top team in the competition against Subiaco, just inside the five. What a game this one's going to be. Six, six and one, Peel having their best start to the season since they entered the league back in 1997 and their best since their premiership years. They'll go into this, ga- this game as red hot favourites, TC, but Subiaco, they also will be uh, absolutely fired up. Do you know the thing that talks to, uh, that says something to me in this game is these games between these two sides are never close. Yeah. The last five times I've met it was uh, Peel Thunder defeated Subiaco by 49, then before that it was Subiaco by 74. Uh, the one before that was a little bit closer, but all the other ones, they're, they're usually one-sided margins in these two sides games. So expect this one to be a cracker, and I reckon it's going to be one of the first times we actually see these two teams really go at it. And the game's going to be one in the midfield. Both oh, have totally. stacked midfielders. I mean, when you look at the, the likes of Hancock and Co, Cody Wem, uh, Brody Wem, I should say, you can play a little bit of midfield and up forward. Uh, Wagner and Warner, and for Subiaco, led by Zach Clark, oh, who's having yeah. a spectacular season, and also the likes of uh, uh, Max Walters, he, he's, he gets plenty of the ball a lot, yep. uh, maybe uh, as more of a half forward. Uh, Liam Hickmott, uh, Jay, uh, Jackson McGowan, and Will Hickmott, those are the keys for Subiaco. That can win them the game. Oh, totally. It's, it's going to be a great game up uh, or down there at Lane Brook. Uh, Lane I, Group I, Stadium, yeah, yeah down I, south. I, like, I do like going down there and watching footy. I reckon it's one of the best places to watch footy in Perth. But uh, no, I think in this one... Uh, you know, Subiaco, they have had a pretty decent start to the season. And if you're a Subiaco supporter, looking where they are at now from where you thought they might have been at the start of the season, they're way ahead of where they, where I where I personally thought they'd yeah. be. Um, but I think Peel Thunder, especially at home, are going to be too good in this one. I'm going the other way. I'm saying Subiaco. Seriously? I'm going to go on a limb here. I reckon Subiaco can uh, can break the thunder uh, can break the thunder run here and, yeah, uh, you know, go, cause a bit of a shock. And if they win here, they'll keep in touch with, uh, with the top three at least. And I reckon they can do it. If Zach Clark gets more support around the ball than what he got last week, and when you've got Ben Sokol, I mean, he had a bit of a lean uh, day up forward, two goals, three. If he can get his kicking boots on and take the Thunder back line right out of the game, that's what's going to lead for a Subiaco well, victory. that's what's going to lead to it. But if they can do that, that's the other question. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, the big ones on WA Day Round 8. The two derbies. Can't wait for this one. The first one, Monday, 1.40 at the WACA yep. ground. East Fremantle and South Fremantle. This one, dare I say, is the most anticipated WA Day derby in recent years. <laughs> I get I get nervous, uh, Paul. I'm, very, I'm actually going down to Bunbury this weekend. And I'm coming back early to watch this game. Will be a fascinating one. I know. I, I get nervous when it's a team that I support who are playing <laughs> a team that have lost a very close game the week before, because mm. you know that's all they're going to be talking about, especially coming into a game that means so much for them. So yeah, at at the Wacker, little bit unknown. They've only played the the one game between the two of them there, so th- this will be interesting as well. 14 in a row, 14. so this could be the 15th in a row the Sharks lose, but I think they've just had a great season. You, you obviously watched them play last weekend. They, they were fantastic. fantastic against Claremont, oh, yeah. um, but it's just a danger game. 
It, it is. really is. You just never know what's going to come from one of these derbies. It's a danger game for East Fremantle in a way. They want to keep in touch with that double chance bracket. But a, it, more importantly, it's a danger one for South. Totally. Especially, I spoke to Skeet on Tuesday on South Rio's loss to Perth. If they lose... Their season's cooked. Totally. Their season's cooked like cold turkey. And, and then you look like what you call yourself a ham. A ham. Because you wanted them, that you thought they were going to play the finals. So. Yeah, and finishing the top two no less, <laughs> and they're nowhere near. But they live to they live to play these games, South Fremantle, when you think about it. They always rise for those games like that, especially a WA Day Derby. Did you say East Fremantle rise for them? No, South. South oh, I was going to say, they haven't risen in the last 14 games. Yeah, but, so. but South Fremantle, <laughs> when the WA Day Derby comes about, they just always have that little extra edge. But having said that, mark this down. Yep. June 3rd, 2023. Oh, no, June 5th, rather. June 5th. <laughs> Your, your oh, days mixed excited. up, that. Yeah, I know. You're I'm that getting, excited. Yes. June 5th, 2023, <laughs> yeah. at the WACA ground. Mark this down. As a great song would say, it's the, it'll be the day the Bulldog streak died. Okay. East uh, from Andal. Um, I don't think it was called the Bulldog streak died. <laughs> what, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> it, was, it, was from, it was paraphrasing a song, the day the music died. Please. I know, I got that. Um, <laughs> I, I'm too big East from Andal this game as well. How much do you think they'll win by? I reckon it'll be less than a goal. It'll be oh. right down to the wire. It's going to be a beauty. What, what is the... Um, I'm just having a look, uh, and whilst uh, whilst we start the next game, I might actually look up the weather, what it's going to be, be on Monday. It's going to be absolutely bucketing down. Yeah, okay, so rain. it'll be a tight game, contested footy, in and out, you know, muddy. Yeah, very muddy. Be, oh, probably not at the Wacker, but... <laughs> well, <laughs> we, the cricket pitch area was pretty muddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. We look at yeah, their game against true. Subiaco. Uh, yeah, no, I've got an extra amount on this one. I think they're going to... Uh, you are three, so nervous. Three goals, three goals. You are so nervous, TC. I've never I seen am. you that nervous in no, my lifetime. Just 14. <laughs> do you know, the the time that I've been around Eastern Mountain, we've never won a derby. Well, hopefully it'll be the first yeah. in your lifetime. Oh, I hope so. Now, the other derby, of course, the Perth Derby. This one, I reckon, has a few more stakes in this one when you look at it because both teams are in the picture yeah. of the five. East Perth and West Perth, Monday at 2.10, lead of all oval. West Perth in fifth, East Perth in sixth. Fifth place is on the line here. And with similar conditions forecast, you'd expect contested footy, especially with both teams stacked in midfield. And, and where, sorry, where is this game? Leaderville Oval. Yeah, so it will be a mud bath, won't yes. it? Especially yes. if it's raining. So, <laughs> um, you know, East Perth home game. They've had a great, obviously, come off a win as well. They had those three losses in a row, which if you're an East Perth fan, that really, really hurts heading into the, the later stages of the years. But th- that three-week spreads the only games that they've lost yeah. for the year. So they do have a little bit of form outside of those three games. West Perth, you know, they're a great side. Great, mature footy players. But they should not have blown that uh, five, that four-goal four no. lead against Peel Thunder. They had it right there. Yeah, so it will be a fascinating game. I love these derby weekends. I think it's great. Leaderville Oval is a great place, as we know, as everyone who's watching who was at the grand final last year knows that it is one of the best places to watch footy yeah, in this yeah. state. Um, if it's humming along, how many people do you think will go collectively to both games and then how many people will be at the 301 and how many people... It's tough to estimate because of the weather yeah. as well, but we do want as many people there uh, at I the reckon, Wacker and at Leaderville. I reckon Oval, so you'll get two get... and a half at, yeah. at the Wacker yeah. and I reckon probably three, three and a half at Perth, I reckon. Yeah, given the weather and also, especially with the, the Wacker being virtually it's, cut in it's half a tough, when you look at it. Well, but also it's a tough venue, isn't it? Yeah. Like in terms of... 
they, they still have struggled to get people there East Fremantle. So it's just an unknown in terms of a derby. I reckon if it was at Fremantle level, you might be pushing three and a half, four. But uh, I just think the whack it's unknown in terms of crowd and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I reckon they'll be happy if they get two and a half. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it hasn't been used for football before last year since yeah. 1994. Mm. So it, it's still taking some time to get used to. But I tell you what, for all the fans out there, get yourselves to a game, especially 100%. those two derbies. Oh, wait, who be tipping? Who be tipping? Uh, for the tip for the, for the final game, East West Perth, Perth, West Perth. You, I'm going yeah, West Perth. You are. I'm going yeah. West Perth. But only just. East Perth will really make a game of it, especially when you've got Schumacher, Crowden, and Angus so, Scott, the usual midfield suspects, so and Tom North. we've tipped the same every game? Uh, apart from Peel Thunder and Subiaco. You okay. went with Peel, I went with Subiaco. In this one, I'm going to go, and I'll be honest, Paul Hazelby, he took the mickey out of me the other day because oh, he no. got four out of five. And, he did, and he hasn't know, still uh, kept yeah, quiet yeah. about it. So I will um, say that um, West Perth will win this one. West Perth? Yeah. By, by how much? By... By by kick, yeah, it'll be it'll be a close game. No, oh, just like that Fremantle yeah. derby. Those two games, WA no. Day Monday is going to be a beauty, <laughs> mate. The excitement is it just is. growing and growing for this WA Day round out. It's a ripper, and and they have they've put out on the socials and all that kind of stuff. The Footy Commission and the Waffle that this is, and I know every week, Paul, we've spoken about that. It is the the, the round so far. This genuinely is. Oh yeah, it really is. Outside of probably that uh, Claremont Perth game, every other game can be won or lost in a kick. Oh, and also you can chuck in the, the West Coast Eagles Swan Districts game in there yeah, as maybe, well. Maybe. Well, but I then, reckon but Perth and Claremont will be close. Oh, it will, it will be close. But I, th- I think Claremont is too good. But besides that, the three other games are crackers. So it's a great weekend of footy. Get along, watch it if you can't. Which is the seven game this weekend? Well, there's two of them on okay. seven. So on Sunday, it's Peel and Subiaco on seven. And then on Monday is the uh, Frio Derby at the Wacker. There you go. So great footy to watch. If you can't watch it through there, stream it through the AFL app or AFL.com. Fantastic weekend of footy. Make sure you get around it. Can't Especially wait. Especially when there's not much AFL on either. Yeah, absolutely. So you've absolutely. got five teams or six teams in the AFL that you've got to buy. So mm-hmm. plenty of waffle action to watch. Fans, make sure you get yourself down to a game. If you're not able to do so, you can watch it on 7 or on the AFL app. TC, thanks very much for your time. Once again, can't wait for the oh, WA Day round. And looking forward to reviewing it all on Monday. Oh, Tuesday with you, Paul. Yeah. Cannot wait. Oh, it's going yeah. to be a beauty. I'll see you then. And thank you to all our viewers and our listeners for tuning in to this week's episode of Around the Waffle. Make sure you get yourself down to a game on the WA Day round. It is going to be a ripper. We look forward to your company on Tuesday for review of Round 8 here on Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. Good luck. Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore.